Hello and welcome to episode three of the Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam Carswell, and today we are joined by Thomas Walls. Tom is the Lieberland Minister of Foreign Affairs. Tom and I actually originally connected not too long ago here in uh, Washington, D.C., which was a great experience. Tom, thank you for joining us, and do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Well, Adam, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you and everyone out there in Radio Land. Um, you know, uh, some of my opening remarks, I was um, initially the U.S. representative for Liberland, and then I uh, stepped up to the role of uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs. Um, I should point out that we also have a Secretary of State, uh, Dr. Tariq Abbasi, who's based in London in the U.K., and we work together on many, many diplomatic aspects of promoting the Free Republic of Liberland. And, um, you know, uh, we uh, execute our role to the best of our own abilities. And uh, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Great. Well, let's get straight to it. I got to ask you, Tom, how did you begin your journey as a Liberlandian? You know, I tell you, it's something that sort of fell into my lap and it was perfect for me. I heard about Liberland and right after uh, I read about it, I started following everything about it in the news and on social media. And it turns out that Vit Yedlichka, we had some friends in common. I didn't know Vit, but we, you know, had some friends in common in the, in the Liberty movement. You know, uh, I was, I, I followed everything they did. It sparked tremendous interest all over the world, but you know, I, I was able to get through. I sent an email to Vit to Vit about the mines in the area. Of course, you know, during the war, Croatia and, and Serbia were fighting one another and Yugoslavia broke up. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there was a lot of landmines in, in the area. So I sent a bit, bit an email uh, with, you know, my concerns about um, the presence of landmines. And we discussed that a little bit. There's some NGOs looking up, um, you know, where the mines are located and trying to flag and tag them and, and remove them. So we corresponded about that. Luckily, there are no mines in the <laughs> area. Where <laughs> hey, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, that's good to know. So Vit was asking around who had diplomatic experience uh, in the U.S. And I stepped forward. I worked at um, the uh, the cons- U.S. consulate in Hamburg in Germany and at the U.S. embassy office in Berlin. So I do have some diplomatic experience. I worked under uh, Ambassador, the late Ambassador Richard Holbrook uh, uh, when he was ambassador mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. Germany. So um, that um, he later went on to broker the Dayton Accords between the warring uh, parties in, in the Yugoslav Wars. So he uh, definitely uh, was active in bringing peace to the former republics of Yugoslavia after they were, you know, viciously um, you know, fighting one another um, in the 1990s. So right. I didn't work during that period, but I worked for him when he was the ambassador uh, to Germany. Uh, so and uh, his book, uh, To End a War, is pretty good, pretty good reading. Anyway, back to how I got involved. Yeah, yeah. I did ask I wanted to be the U.S. representative since I had some experience and also some experience in the liberty and libertarian movement. So uh, I, I, I stepped up to the plate and, and thought it was a great opportunity for me to, to get involved. Yeah, and, and how long ago was that, if you don't mind me asking? April 2015. Okay, nice. Well, yeah, it's great to, uh, to have someone with your spirit on this team. You can definitely tell the influence that you have made uh, or created since joining the project, if you would say, uh, in, in April 2015. I do have to ask you a side question. Did I hear a cat? Are you a cat guy? Yeah, I do have a kitty <laughs> cat running around here. 
I have another one, Smokey. They always uh, usually accompany me during the daytime when I'm working on stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we thought about making smoke. We don't know. We haven't decided whether we want to extend citizenship to, to, to pets or not. But uh, <laughs> Smokey the cat has expressed interest in being a Liberland citizen. Hey, there's a first for everything. <laughs> That's right. Why not? So yeah, anything else you would like to know, I'll be glad to talk about. Um, we've had a lot of very interesting and exciting experiences uh, working with Liberly, and, and I'll you know, we'll be glad to talk about those. Let me let this kitty cat out. Why okay. no, no. <laughs> it's not a good time because all the cars are going by at this time. Coming. <laughs> hey, no worries. It adds to the, uh, the authenticity of this conversation. <laughs> okay. But um, since I've been involved with Liberland, I've gotten to, to know so many interesting people from all over the world. And that's what I've always wanted to do. And if people, you know, if you or anybody who wants to, who's listening wants to get involved, they can do the same thing. We've had amazing experiences over in Serbia and in, in Liberland itself and Croatia. Um, you know, I, we get to meet people who are veterans from those wars I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, we got to plan a tour of some of those Yugoslavian area monuments that are all over the, the country there. Um, we, we've been on diplomatic trips. Uh, here in the U.S., we've organized meetings for Liberland supporters all over. We've uh, done it in several countries. Uh, we were in Mexico earlier this year, Guatemala uh, two years ago, Honduras earlier this year. Wow. Went over to the U.K. a few times. Uh, we went to uh, a conference in Bosnia. We went to Kosovo, which people in Serbia still consider part of Serbia, but the Kosovo people in Kosovo don't think so. <laughs> next, right. week, next week, right after Thanksgiving, I headed over to Rome for a Liberland event uh, we're having there in Rome. I'll be speaking in, in, in Paris to another uh, Liberland event. We have a, a event in the European Parliament office, uh, actually in Brussels, so the week after that. So I'll be going to that as well, and then I'll, I'll be headed back. Wow, what a lineup. That's, that's amazing. And, and I'm definitely interested on taking some more Yugoslavian tours with you. I'm actually 50% uh, Slovenian. Now, my mother is definitely American, to say the least. But um, I do have Slovenian blood, and it is 6 p.m. where I am. So I must say to you, Dobro večer. Dobro večer. Da, da. Bravo, tako se. I, I, um, I, I, I know some Serbo-Croatian. I went through there a long time ago when I was in college. I hitchhiked through the area okay. and, um, and I, I got to see a lot of it firsthand. I went, you, do, you dodged uh, all the landmines then. I did dodge the landmines. So, uh, <laughs> I have, um, I'm, I'm still intact. Knock on wood. <laughs> but we went to uh, Croatia as well, uh, earlier this year. And we saw some of the areas that were damaged in the war, even in Zagreb, they got hit by a lot of rockets and you can still see buildings where, there's craters in, 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 in the buildings and there's, you know, monuments to people who, you know, were uh, fortunately casualties of, of the war. Uh, so it's still a, 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 an issue that's in many people's minds. There's still people, uh, you know, uh, who were veterans or were wounded or were in camps, you know, after the battle, you know, they were held mm -hmm. in, in, in detention camps after they were captured. So, uh, and these, you know, uh, Resentment, uh, kind of hostility, uh, and other issues uh, are still on people's minds because, you know, on, 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 on several sides, there were war crimes that were committed. And, you know, unfortunately, in times of war, atrocities do occur and they affect 
they affect people like like nothing else. So that's something that's in real in people's minds, and that's something as we as you know people uh, people who are involved in Liberland, we kind of have to keep those sensitivities in mind when we talk about borders and the people living there and. Um, you know, the great thing about Liberland is we want to bring uh, prosperity and, and, and development to places where there's, uh, they've been ravaged by war and they have total like, unemployment and, and, and places like Vukovar, Croatia. It used to be a, a bustling town on the, on the Danube, but now it's like, a, you know, very high unemployment. Uh, since the war, it's been, uh, you know, uh, it's become kind of a ghost town where mm-hmm. young people because there's no jobs. If we can bring our model to that region of, of the Balkans and the Danube, uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, uh, kickstart things. We're already doing that to a great extent in Serbia by bringing tourism, by bringing tech industry, by bringing uh, other commercial activity in the fintech sector um, to, to, to the country. We've already done so. We've already brought businesses there who've opened up offices in Belgrade. Uh, we've got people in, in Apatine. Uh, working in the maritime industry where we have our ships um, uh, working there. We've got people uh, taking people around and, uh, you know, populating uh, bed and breakfasts and hotels and stuff. We're hosting conferences there. Uh, We hosted a huge conference in Novi Sad uh, a year ago where we, where we brought people there. Um, So um, it's, it's, it's really uh, eye opening what we're already doing. If we can get that message across, to people in the rest of uh, Serbia and, and also in Croatia, maybe they might be a little more favorable to what we're trying to do. I got to go to the Croatian parliament in April and I actually met several uh, legislators. Uh, wow. and, you know, thanks to our friend in, in the parliament there who's a supporter. Uh, I got to talk to a lot of people from different parties in Croatia and they had heard about Liberland, but they didn't know much about it and they didn't know what was going on with it currently. Um, you know, uh, they thought, you know, well, they read an article about it. They thought it was a joke. Uh, my presence there uh, was was really uh, amazing to them that we're actually, you know, organized. We have a global organization and, and representatives who uh, represent us and travel around and, 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 and try to get, uh, you know, recognition and, and, and agreements. We want to move forward. Um, and one of our challenges is, you know, going beyond just getting a, a news article now and then. We want to be an actual presence uh, and bringing business and bringing tourism and, and bringing other good things to, to the region. Absolutely. It's, as you would say, or as you're explaining, slowly becoming a cradle of innovation for that portion, not only of uh, Europe, but for the world. In my conversation a couple episodes ago with uh, Gautier Lemoth, he was talking about how um, interesting it is that for the most part, your average Liberlandian at this point speaks something like three or four languages. It's just um, <laughs> absurd. And, and also how, uh, you know, when, when we uh, are able to begin opening restaurants and facilities like that, you know, what is the Liberland traditional dish going to be? You know, a burrito with like Chinese spices on it. You know, it's, it's amazing. Well, uh, I'm a language buff myself. I'm also a translator uh, on the side. I translate German. Uh, Dutch and, and Spanish to English. Uh, when I go over there, you know, I, you know, I try to speak what the locals speak to the best of my ability. <laughs> Since I'm going to Italy, I've been trying to watch an Italian movie every night. Okay. Um, you know, getting up to my trip. 
and that's one great thing about it. You know, like I said, it goes back to you meet so many different people and they're so interesting. You get to experience the food and the culture and the history. It's just so fascinating. And if you want to, you know, anybody who wants to get involved with Liberland, this is all open to you. And it's uh, people are very interested in what we're doing uh, since we're starting a country from scratch. Uh, one, another thing that I like to see when I go over there, Liberland is, is on the Danube. It's, it's, it's surrounded by riverine forests. I love seeing these natural areas. You know, I think we, when it comes to Liberland, we want to build something new while preserving the character of the region. Um, I think we can do so. Uh, I'm a very, uh, what you would call a green libertarian, probably in the tradition of Henry David Thoreau. Mm-hmm. Um, if our listeners are familiar with him, if not, they, you know, you can look would, him up. Uh, yeah, civil disobedience is a great thing that he wrote. Uh, well, he's famous for Walden, of course, on Walden Pond. So that's where he did a lot of his writing. You know, I just want to, the point I'm making there is I don't think there's a contradiction between pro-nature, pro-conservation, and pro-freedom and pro-free market. You know, I think that those two actually go very well together because governments have been some of the biggest environmental destroyers in, in, in history. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, I would like to emphasize that aspect a little bit. And I think libertarian, uh, libertarianism it works well in, in this context. And I think we have a lot of great solutions that use technology and use new innovations to, to, to making a new sustainable society with liberal land. And I think we've got some very, very interesting uh, architectural uh, projects that include that kind of character. And we oh, yes. had a competition where... where um, you know, a lot of different architects and architectural agencies submitted their designs for what liberal land could look like, look like. And some of it was just mind blowing. And I encourage people to check that out. Yeah. I want to, I want to touch on that actually real quick. Um, The architectural designs that I've seen, um, there are some that are publicly out there on the internet that just look like Liberland is going to be the land of the Jetsons, (laughs) you know, just looks amazing. Incredible. Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Or is there maybe some other cool architectural Well, people have different opinions. You know, some of it's kind of, you know, futuristic and Jetsons, flying cars and stuff like that. Uh, Right now, with the way things are, we are using existing infrastructure to, you know, travel to the area, to bring investment. In Apatine, it's a a marina. It's it's been a harbor port town for, for, you know, centuries. Uh, There's existing facilities where you could put boats and ships and dry dock. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, it was probably more active when it was Yugoslavia, but we want to bring investors in. I think that the the main facility there at the harbor is for sale. So I think currently we can rely upon existing infrastructure uh, to bring business and development there mm-hmm. uh, you know, to nearby, nearby uh, cities and, and towns where they have high and up to 30% unemployment. So I think we can build on the existing stuff without, you know, trying to build skyscrapers on where, where Liberland actually physically is uh, right now. I think that could be our headquarters and our, you know, sort of our, our brain center while using the surrounding area to, um, you know, there's train connection to Apatine. There's road, really good road connection. There's obviously the port connection as well. So mm-hmm. I think we use for the time being the existing infrastructure. And I think over time, as things grow, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Um, and I think if they just let Liberland live, we can show them what we can do. 
Right. And Adam, I'm not sure, were you trying to include the nation motto in there when you said that? Uh, I'm sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> you said to let live, to live and let live. Yes, live and let live. That's right. <laughs> and it, that can be applied to nations as well, if that's what you meant. You're right, right. <laughs> we didn't claim it by using for, use of force. We're not seceding from anything, although it was part of Serbia. We're not a coup and we're not trying to take over an existing state. Like, you know, what happens in, you know, banana republics and things like that. There's no claim or counterclaim on that territory from any other party other than us. And it's our formation is based on self-government, on its own people. You know, we have about um, roughly 500 citizens right now, and they have all consented to, uh, you know, Liberland as, 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 as a government. Um, and we also have the tacit consent of Serbia, actually shortly after Liberland was proclaimed, they said, well, you know, um, they, they, you know, we probably don't take these, uh, this issue that seriously, but we would like to state that Liberland is not formed on Serbian territory. Mm -hmm. So they're they essentially waived their own claim to what was formerly Serbia. Um, so that was a very important, um, you know, milestone and where they mentioned us specifically by name and they said we were not formed on their territory with no commentary on Croatia or what they, you know, are trying to do. Croatia, of course, as you know, doesn't claim it either. They insist it's Serbia uh, and Serbia doesn't want it. So that is where we come in and, you know, we, we, we feel that our claim is justified. Um, in, in one sense, we sort of agree with both sides in that Liberland is neither Serbia nor nor Croatia. <laughs> right. So uh, that's 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 where we are right now. Hopefully, our, my goal and our goal and our foreign policy is to have a seat at the table when they finally uh, negotiate their border dispute, because there's ten times the amount of Liberland's area uh, that Croatia claims on the Serbian side. So they're going to have to figure that out at some point. They haven't done so for over 25 years. But when they finally do that, because, you know, Serbia wants to join the EU, of course. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, EU doesn't want its member states having border disputes. They don't want to import, you know, conflicts that are existing already. They'll probably have to iron that out at some point. Um, and they've, they've appointed commissions to do, to, to do just that, but they haven't gotten anywhere in over 25 years. Our goal is to have the seat is to have a seat at the table when they do get that far. And, and right now we're um, showing people that we're serious. We're showing people that we can bring business and, and tourism to the region. Right. It sounds like amazing experience after amazing experience. When I ask this question, it's okay if you can, if you can only think of uh, one right now, but can you tell me a unique experience that you've had since joining the Lieberland Project? Oh, wow. Everything's been been unique. One, you know, what last year we went on a trip. We went through like, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight countries in, in, in about two days. Wow. <laughs> that, that was an amazing experience. We went with some of our, our Polish representatives. We went from Poland to Slovakia to Hungary uh, to Croatia. And we actually tried to go to Liberland, but we didn't make it uh, on that trip. Um, and then we went to Bosnia and uh, the Republic of Kosovo. And then right after that, we went through Macedonia and we went through Albania 
and then Kosovo, and then Macedonia, and then, then back to Serbia. So within the space of two days, we went, went to all those countries. <laughs> that, was, that was an amazing experience. And I had to get my, you know, being the language buff, I had to, you know, get the right uh, phrases in my head when we stopped in each place. <laughs> I didn't want any Albanian, so that was the, the one that was the, the, you know. But everybody spoke English, you know. If you went through the region 20 years ago, very few people would have spoken English. Just about everyone we encountered knew at least some English. In Albania and Kosovo, a lot of people knew German from having lived in Germany. So mm. uh, that made it easy, easy for me as well. Wow. So we're getting close to the end here, but I do have a couple more questions for you. The first one would be, what advice do you have for, uh, I know you already kind of mentioned a few things, but what advice do you have for anyone who's aspiring to become a Liberlandian? And um, in general, in general, where do you see the country in five years? Great question. Um, I, my advice for people who want to get involved is, is just, you know, try to contribute in some unique way. Be creative, be bold. Uh, very importantly, uh, probably, you know, first of all, follow us on, on social media. Go to, go to the website. Apply. Keep informed about what is happening with Liberland. Uh, we have what's called the Liberland Chamber of Commerce program, where we can uh, open, you can open, uh, like say, a U.S. Liberland Chamber of Commerce. You can work with our U.S. team on that one, um, or whatever country you live in. Uh, you can contribute, write articles, uh, participate in discussions online. Uh, if you live in a particular state, start a state group. There's some openings there. Talk about Liberland to your congressman or legislator or senator. Um, we need to figure out how to lobby Croatia uh, uh, somehow to to allow us to um, to let Liberland live. You know, that's that's one thing. International mm-hmm. diplomacy. You know, um, I think we can exert some pressure there. I think uh, they'll take us seriously if they know we have some people in the U.S. who are interested in um, seeing us uh, prosper and and develop and freedom and bring uh, you know prosperity to that region, which is you know really suffered. Uh, since, you know, since the fall of Yugoslavia and since the wars, I think, uh, especially with a lot of people with heritage in that area, uh, I think they would be interested in seeing us uh, succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get involved, uh, get involved online, contribute in some way, um, you know, reach out, start discussions, start a business, start, you know, if you're interested in, um, you know, finance or, or cryptocurrency or anything like that, approach us and you see how you can get involved in some way. Uh, and, and where do I see us in a couple of years? Well, we want to be a recognized and visible voice in world affairs. I know we're very small, but uh, I think we're very potent, and we already are. Uh, I see our role, in my role, uh, uh, developing a robust team globally. Uh, you know, we don't want to have the bureaucracy of, like, say, the State Department, so it's going to have to be a bit decentralized and self-starting mm-hmm. on, on people's parts. But uh, I see us as having established formal ties in, in diplomatic ties with, with a number of nations. I think once we get a few in, more will start rolling in. That's the way it is with, uh, you know, going back to Kosovo, uh, they've got, you know, quite a few recognitions already, of course, but, you know, you have uh, power plays between the great powers, of course, you know, when it comes to like Taiwan, for example, you know, you've got, uh, China bullying other countries not to recognize Taiwan, right. so, but a number of countries recognize them. Uh, so there's some, uh, you know, interest, global interest that we have to take into account. But I think once, like I said, once we get a few recognitions, more will start rolling in. There's nobody that really 
you know, no, there's no great power that opposes us. So I think the more friends we make, the better off we'll be. And it's very easy to approach smaller countries like uh, Liechtenstein. We've talked to the prince uh, of Hans Adam II of Liechtenstein. He says he, he, he looks forward to sitting next to us, uh, uh, you know, because Liberland and Liechtenstein, you know, are right after one another in the list of countries. <laughs> but he never <laughs> attends any of the meetings. So he, he said, well, he's actually very, very uh, classical liberal and libertarian. He wrote a book uh, about the state in, in the coming century, which uh, – is pretty interesting. So uh, ideologically, we're very close to uh, countries like that and smaller countries, and it's, they're easier to approach. And I, I'm pretty optimistic about establishing uh, relations. We already have relations. We don't have formal recognition, but we already have relations with Somaliland, which broke away from mm-hmm. Somalia early 90s after the civil war there. We had actually have an embassy there. Uh, so uh, we do have uh, relations, if not formal recognition with them. Of course, the first step is opening an office and, you know, meeting with them and things like that. So we're learning as we're, we're, we're learning as we're going. It's something that uh, it's, 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 it's fruitful. It's, it's rewarding and it's very fulfilling to, 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 you know, embark on this role and, and try to create a new country with the vision of, of freedom. Definitely could not have put that any better myself. This conversation has been re-inspiring for me. I hope the same for you and for anyone listening. Tom, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Is there a, a way anyone can connect with you or reach out to you after they listen to the interview? Yeah, uh, the email address for my office is foreign at liberland.org, foreign, F-O-R-E-I-G-N, at liberland.org. Uh, to be reached there. Uh, also, you know, follow us on social media. You know, we'll see you um, uh, on there. There's our Facebook page for Liberland. Uh, there's also our Twitter uh, feed where we post stuff and the website, liberland.org, where you can uh, sign up. Uh, if you're in the United States, you can contact USA at liberland.org. Uh, Dave Molino is a very uh, capable um, representative for Liberland in the United States. We have a growing U.S. team if you're in a particular state. Uh, you know, and if we don't have a chapter already, uh, maybe we can we can create one. If you're in another another country, uh, if we don't have a Liberland organization, we can create one, or you can join the existing one. Uh, we certainly have a lot of uh, roles to fill. Absolutely. Well, let, let's get to it. it. Sounds like a call to action to me, Tom. Thanks again for for joining us today. Adam, it was a pleasure to talk to you, and I will be uh, glad to be back on at any time. You got it. All right, guys, we will see you, or should I say catch you, in the next episode of The Lieberland Show. Thanks for tuning in.